What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Joystick Chronicles podcast. We're talking all about Black Ops Cold War today, so without further ado, let's get started. teaser might do a little joint pod during christmas time we'll see and actually in the same location boys that's what we like to hear well let's kick this off with our new tradition because i've got a question for you there we go test your knowledge um let's go okay so this is not domestic actually so in the uk what do you think is the number one box sold game that's not digital sales. That's like actual, the game disc. Hard physical yeah, copy. that is being sold in stores. What do you think that is? Right now? Can you give me a list? Is there is there a multiple choice? Or is this just, you just going straight I Just, just give me it. What do you think? Think about all the games that we've talked about. Mm. What do you got? Is FIFA 21 coming out soon? Um... I actually don't know that you pulled that up, didn't you? Well, then that's that's not it. Then I can tell that's you that's a good thought, though. Soccer's very popular. Game of football globally. I'll give you a hint. It's a new number one. It hasn't been. Is it Cyberpunk? No, Cyberpunk's not out yet. Cyberpunk just keeps getting delayed. It's a new number one. Okay. Think about like your your typical like big release game where your mind automatically goes, and then it's not that. <laughs> well, then that that doesn't help. All right, we need an answer. Three. I mean, two. Could, <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I don't you're know. <laughs> well, you threw me off because that was going to be my first guess. Was it going to be your first guess? Wow. Okay. okay. I was a little surprised by it because I thought it's easy, easily Black Ops, but it, it, you would it's think Valhalla. So. Which, well, I mean, if you think about, though, the amount of digital sales that Call of Duty has had, and I mean, just from like the start of Warzone on, I mean, we've talked about it. It's they've Activision's had like 1.2 billion, I think the number was that we mentioned. Um, in Warzone digital sales, so now you think that's just going to carry mm-hmm. over in all the other other games. And with next gen consoles coming out, especially with the digital versions of these, I think just the the sales of actual physical copies of games is just going to drop way down. Oh yeah. So well, then that makes sense. It doesn't necessarily mean that Valhalla is outselling Call yeah. of Duty. It just means that Valhalla is. The bigger it's your in-store purchase is that is that like is that maybe an older demographic of people that are going in store and buying honestly it i wouldn't be surprised i will i will tell you our one of our friends um who's a few years older than us went in store to get assassin's great man and he's gonna probably download call of duty (laughs) online why he bought assassin's creed in the store, I have no idea if that that's was, the thing. Uh, so I I got Assassin's Creed, but I didn't go to the store and get it. I just downloaded no, it. I, I no, I have no reason to do the that. The last time I bought a physical copy of a game 
which and I don't even know if this counts. There's an asterisk on this was when I got my Xbox One S three, four years ago when I got it. Uh, it came with Halo 5. It was like the game that was included in the box. So I don't even know if that counts. I don't think it counts, though, because you were going to get the Xbox One S anyway. But that's the last actual like disc that I had. And I can't remember what it, what it would have been before that. It would have been a PS4 game when I had a PS4. So just interesting is is that uh. I came across today, and I, th- I thought uh, that'd be a good question to ask you because... I honestly uh, not something I came across. I didn't think you were going to get it. So hats off to you for doing that. Kind of. It was half. It was. Half it was. That's all right. Um, I'll take it. All right. Quick. Uh, just quick gaming news from the, the last week or so. Um, so we've got a bunch of changes to the CDL this year. Uh, we've got the introduction of the L.A. Thieves. 100 Thieves is now back in competitive Call of Duty. Um, that video was really yeah, cool, by the way. For those who haven't seen it, 100 Thieves content team is good. Uh, I mean, they've already won awards for some of the content that they're putting out, and they're just pumping it all out right now. So uh, it'll be exciting to see what the team that uh, they present for the CDL in 2021. What were you going to say? I was going to interrupt you and say this is stuff that I probably wouldn't have necessarily come across if we weren't doing a podcast, to be honest. But I think it's cool. I mean, uh, once again, like now I'm paying attention a little bit more to CDL and stuff like that, which is cool i don't know 100 thieves uh i you know you almost don't realize how much support they get and how much like backing and i mean there's a lot of money in it and it's growing like we've talked oh, about absolutely so it is you they're releasing these crazy hype videos and things like that but it's because there's money there and so with the yeah i realized i left the eye of my stove on hold on one second <laughs> Uh, so for uh, the listeners, uh, it's probably been on for an hour and a half. Good. Uh, that's what you like to see. <laughs> really, good. really good. Really good. Okay, continue. Sorry. Um, so with the addition of the LA Thieves now in the CDL, there's some movement. Uh, so the Huntsman, Chicago Huntsman, are now Optic Chicago instead of Chicago Huntsman. Um, so that mm. was a there was a big question mark on whether or not Activision in, in the CDL was going to let that happen because the Huntsman is really the CDL or it was the CDL's largest brand uh, and they were just powering through the CDL last year so uh, it's interesting to see that they allowed that change to happen in uh, Optic Chicago so there's now two new teams in in the CDL Um, so 12 total we've got obviously Atlanta Phase, Dallas Empire, Florida Mutineers, London Royal Ravens, LA Gorillas, LA Thieves, two LA teams which a lot of people have kind of raved raised questions about but i mean you see that across sports so why not esports uh minnesota rocker new york subliners optic chicago paris legion seattle surge in toronto ultra so is there two optic teams no um so there's not two optics it was i used to be optic gaming and then uh when the la thieves bought optic gaming spot in the cdl which that's a 25 million dollar purchase by the way uh if you didn't know that spot in the cdl is not cheap um i did not know that so they then moved to optic chicago it's a question for you kev i don't know if you know this or not so in order to get a 25 million dollar spot in the cdl how do they 
How are they getting that money? Is that through investors? Is that through some of these guys that are streaming and gaining a, a following? Or like, I, I have no idea how that works. So 100 Thieves has some big name investors. Uh, the really headline name on that list is Drake. Uh, another one is Justin Bieber's manager, Scooter Braun. Um, so it's really uh. just any like Series A, Series B funding that uh, another company would, would go through. Speaking of CDL, I, there's been a lot of chatter between Scump and Activision. There's a little bit of beef right now. So Scump has gone public saying that Activision essentially forced the CDL players into signing a contract on the spot and didn't allow them to have their lawyers review it. There's no review of the contract. It was just sign this and that's how you get to play. If you don't sign it, you're not playing. So he just kind of shed some light on that, which I think is a very, very shady way to go about business. And I and mm-hmm. I think that by him talking about it, which he even said in his tweet, he's never talked about it uh, and has never gone public. So seeing that, I was like, ooh, that's not a good look for Activision. Not at all. The other thing he talked about was... Uh playing another game on stream uh he's playing during a sponsored stream um during the off season and uh got fined for it so that's sad he says my channels are my channels i should be able to do what i please but apparently I can't. which is crazy because you think i mean this is his own personal stream and the CDL is fining him for playing a game other than Call of Duty in the offseason, and it's a sponsored stream. It's not like he's just, like, doing it on his own. Like, Brand is working with him, and a game is paying him to play their game, and he's getting fined by Activision and the CDL to for doing that, which... That's crazy. That doesn't even make sense. A lot of streamers have responded to this and are in support of scump because uh, i mean so am i i I don't think that he should be fine for that why there's no reason for that there is no reason so it's interesting just to see him speak on it him now go public and and talk about the intricacies of esports and i mean with esports and the cdl specifically now starting to gain so much popularity i think we're just going to continue to see more and more things like this and i don't think it's going to be very long before some of this stuff hopefully starts to go away because now they're really in the spotlight well i would add to that i mean this kind of information is not really like common knowledge i mean i don't even and i speak once again as the casual but you know pretty devoted gamer i've kevin and i both have a ton of experience playing but i would not have known anything about Mm this uh i mean and so that's interesting that he's kind of speaking up because as esports continues to grow and we see more of the streamers and you see you see more of like um kids wanting to get into esports and you see collegiate teams creating their own um yeah creating their own esports teams and things like that like knowing that side of the business and honestly i i think it's probably a good thing that he's kind of exposing them because you don't want you don't want it to be so controlled. You want people to have that freedom and it's probably a good thing that he's saying something so that that doesn't continue and he gets more support. 
and things change. So, yep, definitely. And I, I think to another layer to that, which is another reason why I think this will hopefully start to change, is that there are some very big names who are associated in esports now. And I'm thinking like the like ownership groups of professional sports organizations, thinking like Chrome Key Sports, who own the Rams, they are the owners of the LA Gorillas in the CDL. And looking at uh, the Minnesota Vikings, they're they're the family who owns Minnesota Vikings owns Minnesota Rocker, which is why you see some of the branding is a little bit similar, which I just think is kind of cool. But I think with these large organizations, I think that the best way to get rid of it is to talk about it. And Scump's, in my opinion, doing it the right way. Yep, I completely agree. Hit the nail on the head. Uh, one other thing um, before we really dive into our Cold War review is just mm-hmm. really circling back on next-gen consoles. Obviously, we're, what, a week from launch uh, or a week into launch, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're curious who um, listening has gotten their hands on a next-gen console. We'd love to hear from you if you have. What are your thoughts on it? Um, which one did you get? But we're now seeing that a lot of retailers are sold out. Um Obviously, both Sony and Microsoft sold out almost instantly, but there are now resellers just gouging the market. What was the number that you saw for that PS5? So I read an article. Let me pull it up real quick so I can cite this. Um, We're going to preface this conversation with, I think everybody expected this. Well, you know what? I think the numbers that I look at, too, before I even say that. So this is from a front office sports article by pat evans he says well one to start sony's up 44 percent year to date and microsoft is up 34 percent so sony business is booming sony outpacing microsoft but um the number that you're talking about is so they're talking about consoles going to secondary markets like ebay and these 500 hundred dollar systems are reaching up to thirty two thousand (laughs) dollars Oh my gosh. And so I so I said that to Kevin off podcast. But like once again, I will say this on here. I even though that's really cool and you know it's a brand new next gen console, I would never spend thirty two thousand I I can't even imagine the people that are spending thirty two thousand dollars on that kind of like console. Why? Like you know, patient. I mean, let's also <laughs> keep in mind that that's the, the asking price. Hopefully nobody bought yeah. it. Um, just have mm-hmm. some patience and wait for the five hundred dollar console because ultimately they're gonna be able to f- to fulfill these orders. But obviously right now it's hard. Um, I mean I saw that Bleacher Report Gaming they tweeted earlier that Microsoft CFO Tim Stewart expects that Xbox Series uh, both X and S supply will start meeting huge demand in April. So we'll see. It's gonna last a while the shortages of, of consoles, but ultimately it's that. That's how it is with pretty much every console release. Another, well, another question, Kevin, would be, are do they have these available for Christmas? <laughs> Who knows? Like I don't it. think they will. I mean, if based off of what I just read, I mean, there's not going to be enough production to meet the demands for whoever wants to get these consoles. Um, I feel like yep. if they wanted to hit the holiday rush, then probably would have had to get these out the door i mean way earlier than than when they had released them so ultimately it's just going to take time i mean i expected it i know we had talked about it in our last episode every console release 
is always something to talk about with a shortage of consoles because everyone wants it. And you think about right now with how big gaming is with the pandemic, with everyone being at home, the streaming market right now, like everybody is trying to get their hands on consoles and you're not going to. I'll kind of transition into a little bit more specifically. So I don't know who saw it upon release. Xbox is uh, fuming, which uh, turned out to be a hoax. The smoking so Xboxes. That was funny. Uh, so uh, that was these dumb. Bunch of the bunch of vape bros vaping into their uh, consoles. So don't vape into your a- Xboxes or your PS. Did you see that the official Xbox Twitter account <laughs> tweeted? We can't believe we have to say this, but please do not vape into your new Xbox. <laughs> like what has what what's going on? Why is that a thing? Yeah. All right, moving on. What everybody here is actually wanting to listen to. Let's talk Cold War. Let's do it. So, what are your first impressions? It's different. So you think about um, the feel, right? So the we talked, we about talked earlier. about. Yes, we talked about the engine and how it didn't change, or there weren't weren't changing it from Modern Warfare over to Call of Duty. But I will say it feels different it feels like a black ops the first couple games you, you load into feel weird it, it's oh. off it's not the same it feels so familiar but it's not what you're used to and it takes you a couple games to really get back into the groove but i gotta say once you get used to it again mm, it feels good to be back in black ops it's pretty crisp i so i mean kevin and i got into a lobby first thing and i was getting destroyed and I'm definitely an above-average COD player. Maybe uh, you guys will see eventually. We're, we post clips on the channels. On uh, We're starting to post on Joystick Twitter. Pod so on Twitter. if you guys want to see, yes, at the Joystick Pod. So if you guys want to see us play, um, you know, we, we post on there. We may start posting on separate, our own channels at some point. But, you know, we, we want to see what you guys like. A little something, so, something. Anyway, a little something, something. But I was getting destroyed the first game. And we were in a decent lobby, but I was getting just annihilated and then it took me like till the second or third game and then started uh going a little over 2.0 kd so you get used to it but it definitely feels different i don't know exactly how to even explain what that means i was trying to explain that to one of my friends today i feel like there's not really a good way to explain it unless you've actually experienced you have to play yeah, it. just going like from the Treyarch or going from the Infinity War engine to the Treyarch engine. It's hard when it's two different game studios working on the same franchise. It's not all going to feel the same, but I actually like that. I think it makes each year feel so different yet so familiar and you can just jump right in and know exactly what you're doing, but still have the feeling of this is a new game that I still need to learn. It's a different game. Yeah, yeah. It gives you a little bit more of a challenge. It's familiar, but but you're challenging yourself again. Kevin, let's talk about a few things that like few features, maybe perks, maybe attachments that you'd like, dislike. Uh, I'm going to start with a few that I like that are different, especially versus Modern Warfare. So they took pretty much eliminated the drop shot besides making you pay for yeah, it. Yeah, which so. that's gotten me killed multiple times already. So, yeah. I'm not sure if, <laughs> if I love that. If you're if you're a drop shot guy, if you which, play with paddles on your controllers, you know what we're talking about. And both yeah. of us do. 
I'm a little bit more mm-hmm. familiar with it. Matt's new in the paddle realm, um, but yep. I've gotten so used to to drop shouting that the first time I did it, I I knew it was happening. I had heard about it, but I completely forgot about it. And you, when your left hand lets go of that gun and you're just shooting all over the place, you're like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> yeah. So I, I like that though. I, I think it should cost you an attachment. There's a what is it? A drop shot mag or something? It's, yeah, I think it's. I, I think even, it's I a know. it's a rear grip uh, that you can put on okay. that will allow you to uh, to actually do the drop shot. I don't remember exactly what it's called. I can look it up. I actually think that that's the first time that Call of Duty's maybe acknowledged the drop shot in their game because it literally is like drop shot grip or something like that. One of the gripes that I feel like people have started to have about just Call of Duty in general is that they're so focused on trying to make it a level playing field for everyone that this is essentially doing that. But I like it, though, because it doesn't take like a competitive player like me and you can be. Uh, I mean, we we do get in some pretty tough lobbies i think we've played against a, a, a lot of like different streamers and stuff through warzone that would be pretty popular but um it doesn't it doesn't take it out of the game so like people that have have had experience doing it and are good at it that's that's something that we come back for too because yeah. it, it gives you a competitive advantage but it also gives other people the opportunity to use it but also it costs the person that's doing it. So um, you're giving up an attachment slot. And, and so I, I pulled up uh, black ops and it's the, it's literally called drop shot rap. Okay. So they've acknowledged it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, another thing I like the movement. So sliding is like everything yeah. and it felt like sliding was was really like important in modern warfare even but i feel like in black ops even more so and i we'll see how it transitions into warzone but in multiplayer it it feels like it's pretty critical to win some one-on-ones with the with sliding so one thing that I like that they did uh, was add in the wild cards. So yeah. instead of some of like your perks, I mean, the biggest thing for me is overkill, um, which now is called right. it's the lawbreaker wild card. So you can hold two primary guns at once and it doesn't take a perk away. It's just a card that you put on your class. So I think mm-hmm. that was one really good addition, at least for me, because now you can use Overkill and also Ghost at the same time. In Warzone and Modern Warfare, that's all in the same perk category, so you can you have to choose one. Um, so it's just a, a little layer there. I think that adds balance, too, mm-hmm. because that takes it away from like um, your perks, but also Ghost and I think Ninja are in the same perk. What was it? Ghost, Ghost, cold-blooded, and ninja. Ghost, cold-blooded, and ninja are all in the third perk category, so you have to choose. If you guys are familiar, I'll go over. So Ghost is undetectable by UAV or, you know, whatever, the radar drones. Uh, Cold-blooded would be, like, undetectable by thermal and killstreaks. And then ninja is, like, your silent footsteps. So Ghost, you unlock a little earlier than I feel like in normal CODs. But you still have, like, people can hear you still. So you're not going to get that ninja where you're running around 
like adding, I can't remember which one it was, Modern Warfare 2 maybe, where you could do Ghost and Ninja and like run that's around all I did. like nobody could hear you yeah. or, or, or know where you were. I think that's what everybody used is ridiculous. Yeah, so I, th- I, I like that once again. So like you have to choose. You are either silent in your movement and everybody's got headphones nowadays or you're undetectable by UAV. Yeah, I honestly, so, I feel like now with so many people using gaming headsets and headphones when they're playing like that really was never the case like when we were younger playing call of duty i feel like it was a big deal when somebody got a turtle beach headset uh like i remember i I got a turtle beach and like that was a that's a big deal and i was like whoa Mm -hmm. this is crazy but now you think like you, Mm -hmm. you turn on the game and it's just like okay put your headphones on um so people have adjusted but i feel like ninja you're gonna start seeing people just not even care about ghost anymore and just strictly go for dampening the footsteps because so many people have headsets on now. I think, I think that's a good point because what I've noticed just in short amount of time playing, even like, so UAVs are, I don't know what spy they're planes. called. What are they called? Spy yeah. planes. So sp- spy planes are, you have score streaks, not right? Kill streaks, so score streaks. Not, not kill streaks, score streaks. So you will get, like undoubtedly get spy planes. Oh my gosh! It's if you're grinding camos, launchers, do that right now because there are so many spy planes in the air. First couple of games I loaded yeah. into, I put a launcher on and I just started taking them down. I don't really feel like the spy planes last all that long, and I don't think that they're overpowered either. They don't really seem like like they give you a direction on the mini map, but it's I don't really feel like they're they're that much of an advantage. So maybe Ninja is more, uh, more used and probably something I'll Mm do, especially I'm a, when it comes to multiplayer, I'm more of a hardcore guy, but, um, I used to be like ranked for our listeners used to be ranked. Like I, I I loaded into a game of hardcore. It was probably like my fifth game that I played and I felt like I was on crack like it was just not even <laughs> anywhere yeah. near enjoyable because it was just insane. So, I mean, for at least for the first while before we get like obviously the guns and everything that we're comfortable with and the classes that we want uh, to use, we're going to definitely stick to core. Uh, at least I am. Yeah. And it really I've started to I never really played core um, in Modern Warfare, but core has actually I think has been really enjoyable in cold war and i've liked i've liked it a lot and i haven't really spent any time playing hardcore yet we'll see but i will say another um thing about hardcore is obviously like silencers are very important and they take a while to get and they take a long time (laughs) to get on that note um just leveling up both your level so to the for the prestige um and also your guns just in general in this game takes a long time which i get it it's not like warzone when you're going to level 50 or 155 it's you hit 55 and then you prestige so it's back to the slower pace leveling up and really trying to grind getting your guns to where they need to be uh and getting your level up and i mean the amount of attachments that you can get for your guns off the charts there's so many it's very it's very complicated and i think that adds another layer too because 
um, you know, you see all these streamers that put out like, like Nick Merckx, for example, that's somebody I watch. If you watch him, he puts out videos with like best attachments or like, here's this gun, like here are the best attachments for it. And that's great. But at the same time, like you see a large portion of the community in COD that like MP5 growl for a long time was nuts in war That's zone what everyone used. Yeah. Just like growl, no sight. I mean, and, and there's a lot, there's a good amount of attachments for those in modern warfare, but this is insane. And they're all like, I mean, it's so complicated that it won't be that easy for a streamer to just put out, hey, here's my uh, loadout. It's going to be more personalized. Like, you're going to have to figure out what makes the most sense for you and your play style. Yeah, too. I definitely think it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of personal preference involved. But if you look at it from the flip side, they are probably looking at all these attachments and drooling over the fact that there are so many combinations that you can choose from that they're just thinking video after video after video. So, oh, it's yeah. gonna, I mean, you think about in Warzone, like whenever... Nick Merckx puts out a video of this is the best gun in Warzone right now. The next day, you see that gun seven different times on a kill cam because everyone is oh, watching yeah. it. So it's going to be interesting to see how quickly the meta changes in this game as it progresses. Speaking of meta, let's talk about top five weapons. What's your favorite gun so far? Favorite gun? Just one? Well... It doesn't have to be one, but what are the what are your favorite guns so far? Maybe there's one that sticks out or, or a couple that you've really been gravitating towards or using. First one has been the XM4, which is essentially the M4. Yeah. But the M4, um, I think that's going to be a lot of people's favorite. I, I think they tend to do that on a lot of the Call of Duties that have one, uh, your first one you yeah, get. Yeah, M4 you know, is traditionally really good, good about a the good game. one. Yeah, I, I, M4 has been really good. Um, the MP5 I need to unlock more for, but it's very good yeah. too. And, I, and then I literally just got the AK74U. Um, that's and also that good. That thing's actually pretty. It's actually pretty powerful. I think so the MP5 is a little probably, bit better than it in my from just just from so the too. limited amount of time that I've used the the AK74. Um, but but the M4. For me, I actually also have been using the XM4 uh, and MP5, but I know I did kind of allude to earlier is that I'm really probably just gonna get gold on both of those and then move on to the next one and and, and mm -hmm. see where the where the weapons take me. I know I did see a Dexerto article about the the top seven most. Um, or the top seven best guns in Cold War so far. And the first one they listed was the MP5. I think both Treyarch and Infinity Ward always love to make the MP5 the best SMG in the game. <laughs> um, but Yeah, that's been my go-to for a long time in Modern Warfare, yeah. so I'm right back at it the, again. The rest of that list... Um, they have the FFAR-1, which is the FAMAS, essentially. Um, so, really, the FAMAS... The, the FAMAS, the automatic FAMAS, not the three-round burst FAMAS. Uh, no, I believe right. this is a three-round burst. I don't think it is, okay. my All friend. Right. saw some clips All right. right. Well, I haven't used it yet because I don't have it unlocked. I'm not level 40 yet, so... Do you remember the FAMAS from Black Ops 2 that had a really high fire rate... Um, just like a agile gun i it's it's i think it's more like that all right well then that means i'm even more excited about it um the aug is next on the list 
which it's not listed as an SMG in this game. It's a tactical rifle, which M16 is also a tactical so rifle. M16. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. The next is the Gallo, which is the shotgun. It's crazy powerful. That both and the Hauer. I mean, both shotguns in this game are, at least right now, very powerful. Um, the Gallo, a little side note in Zombies, when you get into the forest area with the plane wing, the blue Gallo on the plane, buy it. It's good. <laughs> um, the M16 is on the list. Type 63, which I haven't used yet, um, but that's a, it's another tactical rifle. And then AK-47 rounds out that list to seven. So I mentioned couple of the guns on this list so we're pretty much gravitating towards the the best guns which i think i feel like everybody just kind of tends to do uh off the bat everyone's kind of got a pretty good idea of what generally the good guns are um yeah but it's gonna be fun to see how the the guns develop and change with new updates to come as as they um start to fine-tune what these look like before they start integrating into warzone completely agree well what are you using right now and obviously knowing that you don't have everything unlocked neither of us do um i'm a little bit higher level than you are just because i've played a little bit more for reference i'm a 37 right now i literally pulled my game up just as we talk through it so i can just (laughs) reference things quickly um so i'm a level 37 and i've been using the xm4 and the mp5 one thing about me though is that i've always been the type of person to just grind the hell out of camos like i didn't (laughs) have damascus in in modern warfare i had platinum for almost everything i think all i had to do left was riot shield and launchers for damascus and i was not going to do that well I want to pause you there because even in, in modern warfare, I just want to point out that, so there's a gap right now, mm-hmm. right? So you can play Warzone in modern warfare, but in cold war, you know, we don't have the map yet. And they're saying that's not, not going to be until what, December 10th or something yep. like that. It's going to drop in December. Well, it's so, going to be the typical map. It's going to be Verdansk. Um, but the weapons will start to integrate into it. So there's not going to be any map changes until I think they said March is when the map will start to change um, mm. or we'll get an entirely new map. Um, but the you'll start to see elements of Cold War start integrate into Warzone. Primarily, that's going to be the weapons. So we have this time frame now where like, so me and you before Warzone uh, literally just grinded weapons because we got bored like i was playing hardcore and just trying to get all the camos i remember i think i I I think i did the famas in a matter of a day i mean i mean you can do a gun in a day but like i did it fast like i was going Mm -hmm. we were playing i think it was like rust shoot house and shipment and you get into a game of domination and a hardcore domination on any of those maps and you're putting up at least 50 kills so you're just tearing yeah. through it i mean there were games on shipment where both of us had over 100 kills and, and you're just knocking out camos so my point is we have some time before it really fully integrates into cold war and there's a lot to yeah do. grind your guns now so you're but ready grind your so you're ready now. for war zone so we're ready for Warzone. You know what I think about um with Mono Warfare like so we grinded through like categories and we were both kind of the same yep. way. So in like 
I, I did ARs. Well, I had already done most of the subs because I, I played a lot of hardcore Dom and the subs are crazy. Yeah. Um, but I did like subs. I did ARs. Um, and I started, I think, to get into marksmen or something, or maybe the snipers. But my point was going to be I did all the ARs. And that was before Warzone dropped. And then when everybody started switching to the Growl, and that was like the brand new thing, I already had everything unlocked, so I never had to do anything. I remember, I think we did the Growl at the same time. And yeah. I was so and happy that we had that done, because we would play with friends, and they're like, oh, I don't have that gun done. And I'm like, psych, I do. It's platinum. <laughs> and you know what? Those were those were like when they were doing the small, you know, they're probably going to have like a new Cows 24-7 playlist or something. Newtown? So like... What I say, house. house, shoot house. I was thinking Nuketown. shoot house. Um, well, I, they did shoot. You know, they did shoot house rust and shipment, and and like that's when we got like most of our gun camos or just guns. I feel done. like shoot the ship was the greatest camo grinding playlist because on shoot house you can actually get long shots. You can't get long shots right. on on shipment. shipment. So when you're playing shoot house, you focus on your long shots. You focus. Yeah, I mean, you pop up down lane in the middle and mount on that wall, and you're just popping, and you get a mount and kill. And there's six people a mount and kill, a long shot. And a headshot all in one kill and you just sit there um yep. and and then with i mean shipment is a fuck all free for all like that is just insane <laughs> so i feel like having some sort of combination of of maps like that i'm i'm so excited to see nuketown come back it, we're gonna get into nuketown and just have all of the nostalgia because the amount of hours that we've spent probably on Nuketown um, in the old Black Ops games is crazy, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see how that comes together and what kind of playlists they put together for grinding camos. One other thing with the camos, which we can get into, if you haven't played it yet or haven't looked, there are multiplayer camos and there are zombies camos. So there are two completely different sets. I didn't know that. So you can get. Like your mastery instead of uh, Damascus for multiplayer in Cold War is uh, Dark Matter, which it's really cool. It's a reactive camo that I think is is well done. Uh, it's been in the game in the past, but for zombies, it's Dark Ether, and I think it looks awesome. Like I would take Dark Ether over Dark Matter. So part of me wants to just load up into zombies, which getting camos in zombies is so much easier because you get like a thousand kills a game. We haven't even talked about zombies yet either. So there's... Shall we? Yeah, but real quick, what I was going to mention is that there's obviously no... Because there's no mounting in the game, there's no mounted kills for camos. So one thing that I've already seen a lot of people gripe about is that one of the categories is you get five kills without dying with all kills coming from that gun. That's not easy to do. At least initially, it's been... that's, um, That's pretty hard. I mean, I like the score streaks idea, but... Oh, I did want to make this point. So um, I saw another tweet. I don't know if it was Scump. I think it was somebody else. Uh, one of the pro players was tweeting, and, and they, they put a screenshot of their playlist, and they said, skill-based matchmaking, SBMM. Uh, none of my pro, like, CDL League friends 
are above a two, like they're barely above a two point oh. Skill based management. If that tells you skill based matchmaking, well, if that tells you what's is yeah. very strong. I mean, even last night when we were playing, when we started to really rack up the kills and we were starting to roll and get, racking up wins, I mean, it started putting us into some crazy lobbies. Like there was there was one lobby that we got in. It was one of the last ones we were in, and we were both talking to each other like, okay, holy crap, this is this is intense. Like we're really competing for this well yeah and i felt like there was definitely some wins that were easier than others and i was still adjusting to the game but like that lobby they were really good and if we had like a really good team you know you you have like several of your buddies playing and you have good chemistry there it felt like those guys either played with each other or were friends or something yeah that is one of the hard things about skill-based matchmaking in multiplayer specifically because the outcome of the game is so dependent on your teammates and actually trying to go for the objective i feel like whenever we're playing um multiplayer both of us are pretty objective oriented i mean especially in hardpoint i mean the two of us were in a groove when we were playing in hardpoint that it's just like okay we're on the objective you hold right side i'll hold left side and we're just we've got the good communication going so if you don't have a multiple people in your party it definitely gets harder when that skill-based matchmaking kicks in pretty hard yeah and i i didn't I will say with this one, I, I was frustrated at times with the skill-based matchmaking. I, I felt like in Modern Warfare, I had a, a tougher time. Obviously, I've got a smaller sample size in Cold War, but I wasn't necessarily as frustrated. I felt like we got some really challenging lobbies, but there were some in between where you know it was, it was still like a challenge to win the mm-hmm. game, but I didn't feel like I was getting just, just annihilated. Um, when you know in modern warfare you could get in some lobbies where it's just like it's not even enjoyable like you're playing against cheaters or uh or just like straight up pros and i'm not necessarily on a pro level i mean you know we're casual we're competitive but we're casual too so you know um on the skill-based matchmaking note i know Speaking of 100 Thieves that we were talking about earlier, Nadeshot uh, was tweeting about skill-based matchmaking yesterday, and he just said that, he's like, it's it's crazy how difficult skill-based matchmaking is in this game, uh, and he's hoping that Treyarch dials it back a bit, because he said, I'm dead after playing for nine hours. Um, it's just a, it's crazy to, to think about, like, some of these really high skill players, what they're going through game after game. So I would be very, very interested to see Treyarch put together like an actual ranked system. Thinking about how Halo did it with the social playlist and the in the ranked playlist. Ranked. I mean, people have been talking about that for I don't know how long now and hoping that they see that come to the game. But I, I'm just going to add to it and say that I would, I would love for that to happen. Let's talk zombies. Um, zombies camos are cool. You can grind them. It's a lot of fun. I'll be completely honest. Um, but one thing that I've really enjoyed so far is that you can load into a zombies game and it doesn't have to be an online zombies game. It can be a solo or a private match. And as part of the unified progression system, you can work on your guns pretty much anywhere in this game. And it's been a really enjoyable experience so far. The first couple of games of zombies that I played, I'd put the XM4 on, um, and just the amount of kills that you get is insane. So you're just leveling the gun up like crazy. So on that note, 
What are your first impressions of zombies so far? So that was one of the things I really wanted to talk about was the unified pr- progression system because we talked earlier about incentive to play this game, to get to get Cold War, and I feel like the unified progression system is a massive part of um, the why. Why should I get Cold yeah. War? Uh, I was just talking to one of our friends, Matt, about... Um, about that because he's <laughs> here's the situation his his wife um you know him and his wife had just they just had their baby and you know he's you know we're all adults at this point we've, we've all got full-time jobs and everything and but like you know we all like to play from time to time so he's gotta he's gotta convince his wife somehow or he needed he needed a reason to like take a little bit of shit from his wife <laughs> for buying the game <laughs> So I had to talk him through a little bit about that and because coach him up on it. You know, we well, there's no, there's no, you know, Warzone has been everything that we've played for so long yeah. now, and multiplayer, it's fun, but it's still not the same as Warzone. And with Battle Royale being so pop- popular right now, it's not all all that uh, enticing to go back to to playing, you know, little ten v ten. I games. do agree with you, but I will say. I f- it feels really good to be back in multiplayer. I agree. For, at least for a little I while. Agree. It, it's it's going to wear off, again. and I'm for sure going to be going back to Warzone. But for right now, I mean, you think we're, what, two days in? Feel, feels right. pretty good. It does feel pretty good. So uh, the, the thing I was explaining to him was about the unified pro- progression system and how, you know, right now, we don't have to just play multiplayer. Yeah. We can go in a campaign... I don't know. If, does campaign is it? The, does it act the same way with the guns to rank up guns? Do you know? Um, I think so. Well, I mean, we're gonna find out. We regardless. haven't tried campaign yet. Full disclosure. Yeah, and, but so, I've heard that well, it's really good, so I'm excited to try. We're we're all three pumped. Me, Kevin, and our friend Matt. Has he because, got it yet? Uh, we're well, not yet, but. Uh, I let him know that I was free this weekend and I told him this thing about the, the progression system and he said, Oh hell yeah. Pretty, he's pretty amped about it. Cause I told, I, I'm not really free a whole lot of weekends. I'm usually with the fiance, but, um, I'm actually free this weekend. So we'll probably be playing campaign. Uh, but I was telling him like, Hey, you know, we can load into zombies and you can put your loadout on and you can work on your guns through zombies. So you don't have to, we don't have to just go grind the guns in multiplayer. We can go mess around and play some zombies and play 30 rounds and you can, you know, rank up your gun. So I, I think that part is really cool because I don't feel like like for me, I'm pretty competitive. I want to keep working on my gun so I can get better at multiplayer. Yeah. But I don't have to. I'm not sacrificing that by going to play zombies. You can go enjoy it's not You separate. can go enjoy yourself in a game of zombies and still be working on the progression of the guns, which I really like. Yeah, and and zombies itself. So initial thoughts again. Zombies is really cool. I you you Kevin led me led the way the whole time because he he actually got to play yep. before I did. Played on the Friday or there Saturday or whatever. It's cool, and you knew all you know what doors to open yeah. and all that stuff. But we'll we'll learn kind of a system I as we go. Searching my way through it. It was very satisfying, well, and there's the, the a way, familiarity there too because you've played half of that map before. Yeah, it's a mix. So you have like the um, pack a punch and all like the different um, 
what are they? The perks. Yep. A lot of them are the same, but they've spiced it up a little bit. The map is you're familiar with the map part of it. The second, but it's really big. The second area of the map is Kino or not Kino Dertoten. It's Nocturnoten. Nocturn. Yeah. So it's and from so, the original zombies. It's it looks different, but it feels so familiar. Which is again going back to the point that we made earlier. It's just how this game feels. Yeah, it's refreshing uh, at the same time, but but familiar. So there's they've added a lot of once again, like we, I kind of talked about the feel, the feel of zombies. Even uh, it's different. Yep. It's familiar, but it's it's really crisp. And in the way that you kill the zombies and things like that, it just feels really nice when you're playing. So it, it, it feels nice to just kick back and, and throw out some nice. zombies and we we're, we we have our system down you know we played zombies forever so the the basics are still, are still the same just the map and some of the spicier detail kind of stuff is yeah, different i definitely want to i think what they did with adding all the easter eggs into this uh version of zombies is really cool and i definitely want to um finish the easter egg and do all of that the aspects of the game there but i think this weekend we just got to try and get to level 100 do a race to level 100 with with the group and we'll report back on that we'll see how far we can get you know we'll set the easter egg aside for a little bit and we're gonna get 100 Maybe. No promises. Amazing. The one thing that I've really enjoyed so far about zombies is you can make your own loadout and really dictate how you start. Um, So one thing just of the few games that I've played is that the knife is so important because it's a it's a one stick kill through probably like the first 15 levels stick that baby in the pack a punch and it's another one stick kill for however long so if you've got a powerful gun as your primary and you get a knife in your back pocket and you're running around shooting all the zombies that you've got training behind you and then as you're running you can knife them and they're dead uh if you start with the knife and just equip that as your primary then you're set for a while you don't have to fire a single shot until you either get one from uh, the mystery box or take one off the wall and then you just keep the knife on you or if you get something that's going to be better than just a one one shot kill then then you use it but start with a knife there's a lot of nostalgia talking about this stuff yeah this game is there, there's so much nostalgia just coursing through the veins of this game uh yeah i feel like the 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 consumer that's like mid to upper 20s is they're just like so invested in this game already because they've experienced (laughs) everything leading up to it. It seems like there's just a little bit that's being um, thrown into it from all these different uh, Call of Duty games. I completely agree. And that's going to do it. So thank you guys for joining us for um, a very easy Cold War conversation. Kevin and I, uh, we could probably talk for uh, five hours on this subject. Many more to come. Many more conversations with Call of Duty to come. You guys are going to get to uh, go along the entire journey with us. That's just literally the beginning of Cold War. There's going to be so much that happens and so many things to talk about. So if you guys want to join us, continue to follow us on our socials, uh, the Joystick Pod. We're, we're starting to put more clips on Twitter. Please go check them out. Uh, see how good we are. Or how bad we are. We'll see. We don't discriminate around here. 
<laughs> Good or bad, everyone's so, welcome. Everyone's welcome. Thank you guys again for joining us. And um, follow us on socials. And uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>